Hey friends, thanks for joining in on another episode of Cast the Word. It's part three of our Play and Pause season, and today our topic is operating in wisdom and faith. Friends, thanks so much for joining in today as we continue through our Play and Pause season. If you missed the last episode, then feel free to check that out. In that episode, we discussed understanding the Holy Spirit, and throughout the conversation, we discussed how He helps us in our everyday lives as we walk according to the will of Christ. And if you missed part one, check that out as well, the story of salvation. We're just making our way through the present in the past, present, and future series, discussing some of these topics. And today, we're going to talk about faith and wisdom, the two badges that we should proudly wear every day of our life as a follower of Christ. Really, the fact of the matter is that we cannot truly live according to the will of God and both please God unless we are operating in wisdom and in faith. So we're going to break down these two words today and work our way through Scripture to teach us how we can truly walk in both wisdom and faith now in the present. So we're going to start by defining these two words and break them down in great detail, hopefully, and we'll start with wisdom. And understand when we think about wisdom, that there are different types of wisdom, okay? There is spiritual wisdom and there is earthly wisdom. And obviously here on this podcast, we're going to be discussing spiritual wisdom today, but understand that there is a difference between the two. Spiritual wisdom is what we want to walk in regarding our relationship with Christ. And the book of Proverbs is known as the wisdom collection, so there's a lot of great information in that book for us in regards to uh, living and walking in wisdom. Throughout that book, it teaches the follower of Christ how to live life according to godly counsel. And walking upright according to the book of Proverbs and the rest of the Bible requires wisdom. Proverbs 1, 5 through 7 says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now listen to how the Passion Translation translates verse 7 here. And it says, How then does a man gain the essence of wisdom? We cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God. Stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this, for they scorn true wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom is knowing the right thing to do and doing it through the help of the Holy Spirit, who both guides us and teaches us in our paths in life. And You know, wisdom also helps us remain within the will of God and the commandments of God according to the Word. Spiritual wisdom is loving your enemy and praying for your enemy when earthly wisdom may teach us to pay back evil with more evil. Spiritual wisdom involves praying, P-R-A-Y, for those that do you wrong, even though your flesh may be telling you to pray P-R-E-Y on them. In verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. And the fear of the Lord here is not the type of fear that may immediately come to mind when we think of that word, you know, fear that may cause stress or anxiety or or scare, you know, being scared. The fear of the Lord is not what that's referring to. The fear of the Lord in this case instead, when enacted, should produce a positive outcome 
in our lives. The fear of God refers to the attitude and disposition we have towards Him. When we are walking in the fear of the Lord, it causes us to approach God in both reverence and respect. It causes us to acknowledge His holiness, and it should produce within us a fear of consequences when we do mess up. It should produce within us a desire also to want to do what is right and make us want to live our lives pleasing God rather than pleasing men. The fear of the Lord and wisdom makes us receptive to His Word, and it plants the desire within us to not want to cave in to our sinful desires. So how can we get this wisdom? How can we live it out, and how does it benefit us by doing so? Well, aside from what we already read in Proverbs 1 verse 7, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Proverbs 9, 10 through 12 also says this, The starting point for acquiring wisdom is to be consumed with awe as you worship Jehovah God, to receive the revelation of the Holy One, you must come to the one who has living understanding. Wisdom will extend your life, making every year more fruitful than the one before. So it is to your advantage to be wise, but to ignore the counsel of wisdom is to invite trouble into your life. Psalm 111 verse 10 also says this, Where can wisdom be found? It is born in the fear of God. Everyone who follows his ways will never lack his living understanding, and the adoration of God will abide throughout eternity. And we can truly only get this wisdom from God, because we within ourselves and our own mind capacity cannot comprehend the wisdom of God. We are simply too flawed. James 1 verse 5 says, And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. In James 3, the Bible also teaches us that anything pertaining to selfishness and jealousy is not from God, two character traits we can all easily succumb to. But instead, verse 17, James 3 teaches us that wisdom from above is always pure, filled with peace, considerate, and teachable. It is filled with love and never displays prejudice or hypocrisy in any form, and it always bears the beautiful harvest of righteousness. Good seeds of wisdom's fruit will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. See, you have to understand that when we speak of wisdom from a spiritual sense, it almost completely contrasts the wisdom we find in the world. And Job addresses this in Job 28, starting in verse 12, and I want to read some of this. The Bible says in Job 28, do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? No one knows where to find it, for it is not found among the living. It is not here, says the ocean, nor is it here, says the sea. It cannot be bought with gold. It cannot be purchased with silver. Wisdom is more valuable than gold or crystal. It cannot be purchased with jewels mounted in fine gold. Verse 20, but do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all humanity. Even the sharp-eyed birds in the sky cannot discover it. Destruction and death say, We've heard only rumors of where wisdom can be found. And when we get to verse 23, we read this, God alone understands the way to wisdom. He knows where it can be found. For he looks throughout the whole earth and sees everything under the heavens. He decided how hard the wind should blow and how much rain should fall. He made the laws for the rain and laid out a path for the lightning. Then he saw wisdom and evaluated it. He set it in place and examined it thoroughly. And this is what he says to all humanity. The fear of the Lord 
is true wisdom. To forsake evil is real understanding. See, spiritual wisdom is what we all need. Spiritual wisdom causes us to want to forsake what is evil. And we all must walk in the fear of the Lord. We must pray for Jesus to give us spiritual wisdom and insight so that we might grow in our knowledge of God, according to Ephesians chapter 1. If we think we are wise by the world's standards, then 1 Corinthians 3 tells us that we need to become a fool to truly be wise. The world's wisdom is foolish to God. In fact, our mentality should be, Lord, decrease me so that you can increase in my life. That is wisdom. Proverbs 28, 26 says, Those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. So let's start by not being too absorbed by what this world has to offer, including our own personal possessions. 1 Corinthians 7 says, Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them, for this world as we know it will soon pass away. And Proverbs 8 verse 12 says, For I am wisdom, and I am shrewd and intelligent. I have at my disposal living understanding to devise a plan for your life. Wisdom will help bring that plan into fruition for our life. And the other badge and trademark we as believers must have is faith. Faith is believing and not seeing. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we live by faith and not by what we see with our own eyes. As humans, we have a tendency to say, Show it to me, then I'll believe it. But God's ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. Faith requires us to believe it before we even see it, calling those things which be not as though they are. Believing in the impossible and not thinking and seeing our lives and our future according to our own mind and intellect. You know, how big is God to you? Better said, how big do you let God be in your life? Because God's size, position, authority, and power doesn't change whether we believe it or not. But the question is, how big do you let God be in your life today? Is God to you the creator of the heavens and the earth that spoke everything into existence? Is he concerned about your life and does he play an active role in your life? Or is God just a clockmaker who wound things up at creation and is now just somewhere off in the cosmos, unconcerned and unaware of the activities in your life? Depending on how you answer those questions, I would say, equals the level of faith you have in your life toward God. Remember, God doesn't change. He's the same. It's whether or not we choose to live a life of faith believing in what He can do. And I choose to believe in what the Word of God has to say concerning the level of faith that we should operate in, and I believe you do as well. First and foremost, it was our faith in Christ that resulted in our salvation. We discussed this a few episodes ago that we did not save ourselves from our own sins. There is not one of us that is perfect, yet it took a perfect sacrifice for our sins to be purged. And that was accomplished on the cross by Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, To preach the message of the cross seems like sheer nonsense to those who are on their way to destruction. But to us, who are on our way to salvation, it is the mighty power of God released within us. It was our faith in not only believing that God existed, but repenting in our sins and thereafter living our lives for Him that caused us to be saved. Our salvation that started through our faith in what Jesus accomplished on the cross has produced in each and every one of us a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Because of our faith, we are no longer bound to our sins. Because of our faith, we are no longer defeated. We are free only through Jesus and his completed work. Our faith in Jesus is the gateway to living a life in wisdom and in peace. Without faith, we have nothing. 
and without faith we are nothing. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Faith also produces within us the life that we want. Hebrews 11 verse 1 through 3 says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. And it continues, Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. So how do we get this faith and what can we do to acquire it? Well, Romans 10 verse 17 says that faith comes by and through the word of God. It says faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. So the Bible in and of itself is our faith builder. And as soon as we start living our lives, recognizing the God we serve and all that he can do, then we can really start believing Bible verses like Romans 8.31, that if God is for us, then who can be against us? And Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for the good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. When we live according to faith, then we can really believe verses like Psalms 91, This I declare about the Lord, that he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in him, for he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. And we can also believe Isaiah 40, verses 28 through 31. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak nor is weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not faint. We'll also believe Jeremiah 32 verse 27, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is there anything too hard for me? If your faith today is weak, then I encourage you to run to the word of God. Romans 10 17, like we said, that faith comes by hearing the word of God and the word of God is a faith builder. And there are hundreds of verses, just like the few I read, that can help increase our faith. In fact, we can really only increase our faith by subscribing to the Bible. Don't trust in man or things or places. Instead, trust in the name of the Lord. He will never let us down. People will constantly disappoint us, and people will constantly make promises and be unable to keep them. But God will never disappoint you, and his words are yes and amen. He cannot tell a lie because Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So all throughout the Bible are promises for you, not just for when we die and go to heaven, but promises for the right here and the right now. And if you want to live a life pleasing God, then recognize that there is no other way to please him than to live life by faith 
based on what the Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 6. And anyone that wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Psalms 143 verse 8 says, Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. That's faith. It takes faith to follow God. Mark 8:34. Jesus said, If any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. And never forget what Jesus said in Matthew 21, verse 22 as well. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. So friends, wisdom and faith are must-haves for us to live a life of freedom from bondage. Wisdom and faith are must-haves if we want to live a life victorious and please the Father. And if we are born-again Christians, that we should want to please Him every day of our lives. We should want to have the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of knowledge. And we should want to walk in faith in order to live the life that we want to live according to the will of God. Guys, I hope this message was encouraging to you today. I'm excited about what the future of this series has to offer. Stay tuned for more episodes in our past, present, and future series. And as always, stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time.